Hello, hello, I'm Dennis Hensley. And I'm Tony Tripoli. Welcome to the Comedy Couch. With Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. Boy, it's been uh, over a week. At we least said we like gonna, a week a week We're going to try and get these done once a week. We try. But uh, we don't have a lot to live for. Right. And this, I'm frankly, counting is not my money. I'm signing checks that oh, I really? get. Oh, really? You were counting yeah. millions? The other day I saw somebody endorse a check. It may have been you in yeah. the kitchen or somewhere. You talked about this on the last podcast. Yeah, and I, even. I zoomed in. Yeah. Like, my, my, like oh, that's what happens when this is what a heartbreaking day. resonant moment that was for you. Yeah. Two weeks later, you're still going. You're still talking I about still it. I remember it. Yeah, it's still the 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 hurt is still that yeah. fresh. No, it's all good. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I swear to you, I haven't endorsed a check since. Okay, good. good <laughs> so, hey, hey, hey. it's yeah. not like I've been down the hall wiping my ass with hundred dollar bills. Right. Um, I speaking of wiping your ass, we just saw the finale of Mortal Love, and it worked out the way we wanted it to work. He out. wiped her ass. He wiped his ass with the 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 right fat girl. Yeah, and I love that Tully that won, and I thought the girl that was the runner up was a conniver oh, and Melissa A. She was not a good. She was not right for him, and I'm glad he saw through her. Uh, bullshit. Yeah, that dad sure wanted to fuck her though. Oh yeah, Luke, the fat bachelor's uh, right. dad, wanted to, to titty fuck Melissa A. so desperately, <laughs> right there in front of uh, uh, Granny Clampett, Clamp. who uh. who was literally wearing a wig that the mother wore in the movie Psycho. Did you see that she had no. that literally the the wig with the little bun in the back with the hairnet over? It was, she looked like Ruth Buzzy. Well, you got to make a good impression for Melissa A. I understand that, but literally no one on Mike Fleiss's production team could have said, "Hey, you know, Grandma, before we do the uh, at-home dinners, why don't we? You know, we've got the hair and makeup trailer. Why don't we let them? I Maybe if what, it was the real bachelor, what, they would have done it. You stay here. You stay here. Give bachelor. me your hair. Yeah. You stay here. We'll go do something to it, and we'll bring it back to you. Right. You can stay. Right. I know you have bad knees. Like, <laughs> they didn't need her to go no. into the trailer to even no. make the adjustment. If it were the real Bachelor, maybe, but not on, not this thing on Fox. Yeah, no. they call it the Bachelor over on uh, over, over on the at soup. the E Channel. Yeah. I I was pleased with his choice. I hope they those crazy kids make it work. Uh, and talk about a, a good. Uh, wedding reception buffet they're gonna have. Oh yeah. man, it's gonna be good. I would like to go to weddings if it was two fat people. Yeah, with the red velvet cupcakes. Oh, be... can you imagine? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who wants another cup of gravy? Yeah. We're toasting the bride and group. Clean, 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 clean. Literally, instead of cleaning the champagne glass, yeah. everyone just has um, triangles. Clang, 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 clang. I'm gonna Kiss. say something that's gonna nauseate Kisser. you. I'm gonna say something that's gonna truly nauseate you and maybe the end of our friendship. Well, let's when she it. was we walking, both, when, we both knew this day would come. When, when Tully was walking on. through the house, getting ready to go get proposed to, mm-hmm. I kind of forgot that they were big. Like I didn't think that anymore. <laughs> we'll see. And that you know, they what, were Dennis? just two people trying to find love. That was the like they weren't even that love. big. That's right. It you won. learned the lesson. That's right. Yeah. So I me by the way, probably, if I saw her on the street, I wouldn't even think she's big at all. Me, TV I was like, wow, someone needs to get Shamu back in the water yeah. before her air hole dries out. And I was like, they're just folks. They're just folks. Just they're plain fat folks. folks. I saw them. In, I just saw French frightened folks. <laughs> exactly. No, it's... Yeah. They... Yeah, look, I... More to Love was such a uh, a traumatic experience for me because, as you know, the first episode had me reduced to tears right, multiple right. times. That's right. And uh, my heart hardened a little only because at work they were like, we don't want you coming in here telling us how you cried 
last night's episode. Like we can't, we can't do anything with that. Let me tell you something, Dennis. This is a little secret. Not a lot of people know. Television production is for cunts. It is. You have to be a prick or a cunt or a or you don't have a shot or a precunt. Okay, or both if you can yeah, manage it. Right? Yeah. Because it is like we don't want to hear about what made you cry last night, Tony. We want to hear you making jokes about these fat people. Right. And I said, oh, okay, as long as that check comes every Friday, yeah. I'm going to come in here on Wednesday with a bunch of fat people right. jokes. Exactly. So I sold the fuck out. You did, because you used to be a vulnerable, quivering mess at the end of an episode. I know, it's true. Yeah. But you know what? I don't miss it. I'm not no. going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And then we had the double whammy Whitney interview, which oh, was riv- Two days of Oprah. I was riveted. With Whitney. His- Hello, Hello, Oprah. You know, I was talking to my, my, my daughter, Bobby Christina. That's pretty good. No, it's not. Bobby Christina but looks She whispered cute and good. so much and then fucked with that bow kept, on her yeah. shoulder, which has the microphone hidden in it. Like, Yeah, she did, do, she so, did futz with that. She looked so beautiful. She was I so she caramel great. colored. Yeah. And I like that wig. Derek um, from Derek and Romaine thought she looked like Diane Carroll. From Dynasty Days. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, good. she was definitely high yellow. Yeah. Um, I don't but, even know what that means, but it's... Uh, eh, well, it's not something we're supposed to say anymore anyway, yeah. so it's best that we just move okay. on. But, um, um, but she looked so beautiful and has these moments where she's so dignified and regal yeah. and royal, and it's totally an act. She is so fucking full of shit that Whitney Houston. And I, I don't am, agree. I am furious. I thought I was moved by it. I was. Um, I'm not a huge fan of hers, by the way. I but am. I thought that. I thought she was. I thought she kind of told the truth. No, she didn't tell she was... any truth. There was yeah. no truth telling. I'm mad at. I'm mad at Oprah for thinking that she and Whitney had this magical connection because she was on the 48th floor and yeah. and and Whitney was on the 52nd and floor and they meditating. both looked out the window praying. Yeah, and they both prayed that God would just make them conduits. Right. So you think that they didn't do that? Um, or you I think, think that they did do that, but it's phone, but it's but they're baloney. I but think I felt they, like did, they it. did it. I think Oprah did it, but she had a BlackBerry in her hand. Yeah, and she was also checking emails. Right. And probably had some of those powdered sugar donuts. Yeah. Which I'm not judging for. Right. Um, And Whitney definitely did it. Yeah, I think Whitney definitely prayed, God, let this interview go well. But God, please let this interview go well because I need to move some albums. And I need two days on Oprah to really, really be big and not damaging and do not let me fucking – I need to keep my poker face up, and I need to stick to my bullet points right. and my rehearsed answers, and please, God, don't let me say something. I don't want any fucking crack as whack quotes right. coming out of this. I thought she That's was why pretty I think she was spontaneous. I think she was – yeah, I mean, it was the first time she was telling her story, and I'm, so I'm sure it was a bit of like, let this go well. Yeah, but I don't my... think she's a cynical about the business. I don't think she – I think she wants it to do well, but – the you don't thing think that Whitney Houston me, is cynical about the sh- I show business? I don't know. I think she's she's not that into it. Is what I think. The thing that struck me through the whole thing is that she could oh, she could have taken her le- or left her career at any given moment. She had this voice and she ended up with this career. And there were parts that she really loved, but it was she was never. I don't think she was ever super passionate about performing or super passionate about being famous. I think it's something that happened to her. I and, think the famous. Yes, I think maybe not so much the performing. 
I think she likes being in the studio and making a record. And I think she likes having her ass kissed 24 hours a day and living like royalty. And I think she also likes being way more famous and powerful than everyone in her family, specifically her mother and Dionne Warwick. Right. I do think that there's an element of you older bitches answer to me because I'm the one that's paying for all these houses. Sissy's little gospel albums are not bringing in nearly right. the kind of dough that I want to dance with somebody still makes. Right. I was surprised that she seemed that she just had no shortage of money ever because right. she doesn't, she didn't write all those songs. I, I mean, I will always right. love you. They were huge hits, but she didn't write them. But I think what she gets just from that bodyguard CD yeah. alone you would have to. Life. You'd really have to. Yeah. Try to shit that away. You'd I have liked to marry her more Bobby Brown than I thought to I shit would. Shit that away. I liked her more than I thought I would. And yeah. um. Well, that's what's good about you, Dennis. I but, did, though. but also infuriating. But I didn't. <laughs> no, she... I I thought she, and I don't think she's, and and Oprah kept trying to talk about the media, and Whitney would be like, "Yeah, I'm not that in the media," but right. I don't think Whitney wasn't that obsessed with celebrity no. and all the trappings of fame that Oprah no, loved. Definitely to talk the about. trappings. No, definitely the trappings. She loved to just get on a private jet. Oh yeah, and travel, and she we'd go to Paris for two days. The all perks that stuff. for sure, the but perks. not like but oh not the, the media. Yeah, and I can't believe the, what oh, they're I saying loved... about me. And... No. Like when she when she was about asked about it, and... she would think about it. But Oprah, she doesn't live in that place of like, oh, what are they saying about me? That uh, Oprah loves to go to. But what really, what just angered me was her lack of accountability and taking responsibility for her drug addiction that you know really ravaged her family. I mean, certainly Bobby Brown, uh, you know, had a, a hand in it, but. Let's be honest. Addicts find other addicts right. that they can then be addicts with. Right. And, well, I don't and, think she got off that easy on You it. know, she was a terrible, terrible parent. She was, you know, at the point where she really started her drug addiction, according to her story, was at the point where she was an international industry and had kind of a responsibility to more than just herself. At that point, she was Whitney Houston, Inc. Right. And for her to be like, well, I know I'm known for my voice, so I think I'll just smoke cocaine. Like, it's just, it's so irresponsible. And so it's in such a huge way. It's just a fuck you right. to the God that she claims to love so much. Right. Like, I, you know, I know you gave me this special thing and I'm just going to take a big shit on it because right. I can. So and ha ha ha. And then when it's convenient for me, I'm going to pray to you for one more day of strength and I'm going to get it back. And then the most really infuriating part of it all to me is and then the world will give me this giant hug and round of applause as if I've done something so tremendous that should be so commended when it's like, really, maybe you shouldn't have been a crackhead in the first place for seven years. Right. How about that? How I didn't that's get that at better all. Than your big I return. didn't. It didn't make me angry at all. I felt wow. like she was telling her story. I felt like I felt like she she had this voice, and this stuff happened to her. And yeah, I didn't. I didn't resent no, it. No, Dennis. She had the voice. Right. I thought that was odd how Oprah just kept saying the voice. I mean, look. It is true. Whitney and Houston I would has... love her to say, you know what? And guess what? I didn't ask for it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do with it? Right. You know. 
Like everyone acts like just because she's got this gift, she has to do what we want her to do every second. You know, and I get well, people should, you know, use what God gave them and all that stuff. But it's kind of like the way they talked about that voice is they talked about it as something separate from her, um, which. Well, I think it is. Yeah. That's which is which is the problem with her. Like Celine Dion is her voice. Right. And she's it, they're so interwoven. You can't have one without the other. Right. But the what I what I did like was Oprah kind of unwittingly revealing that this whole Whitney Houston is all just a character. The whole thing, the princess Yeah, part, the gowns the and gowns. the good she's hair a, she's and the a nice down manners. And dirty Jer- Jersey exactly. girl. Exactly. And Whitney, and, and you could tell that she rebelled against it too. Right. She didn't like it. So And it wasn't her creation. No, it's, you know, Master Clyde. She went along and, with it and all that, you know. But. So I did kind of like Oprah, although I just wish that Oprah had really explored that more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just felt like, it felt like they kept stopping and starting. And let me say that again. Let me, uh, yeah, I just, there were a couple times in the interview where I felt like Whitney was kind of making it up as she went along. Like she almost lost her place in her own story. Well, Oprah cut her off in weird places a few times. Like, oh, she'd say, and then that one day I did, and then Oprah would jump in with some question about the media. And I was like, but wait, she was leading yeah. up to a day when she did something. And That's anyway. the problem, I think, when you do, when you just block out a whole day and go, we're just going to sit here and talk for a couple yeah. hours. And then edit it together. It doesn't have any kind of a flow, like a natural conversation, you know. But yeah. um, I thought the Michael Jackson stuff was interesting. Um, it was. But again, th- the most interesting part of that was that she was aware that she looked that bad at that 30th anniversary yeah. special. When the world was saying she looked like a skeleton. And she was like, oh, I'm fine. It's just weird lighting. Those are yeah. just odd pictures that caught that you know bone sticking out. And that she really was like, oh, no, I lied. Yeah. I was fucking terrified. And she it. did that a lot. I was fucking high for most of the last yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Like, I expected her to soft pedal that stuff a little bit. And I also well, love that when she was describing how she did drugs, she turned into that kind of her drugs eyes. That are was cool. the only thing. That was the drugs only time. Drugs are cool thing. That was the only time, thing that she talked about where her eyes were sparkling. Like, she yeah. really, really had a passion for it. Right. She never talked about singing that way. No, she didn't. Or her give daughter a shit. that way. She doesn't give a shit about singing or being. Or you know, her daughter. I, I, yeah. One could speculate. Yeah. I mean, she I, really I didn't like talk that Bobby about Christina. She was like, oh, I liked, I was in my pajamas and I would just send her off to school. Then I'd go back to bed and then I'd be there for her when she got home. And oh, I just love that. T-. Yeah, that's what motherhood really fucking is. Yeah. That's really real life motherhood. Like, it, I just resent these bajillionaires that are so entitled that feel like, yeah, I spent seven months where I was um, awake and sober when my daughter went to school every day. So where's my plaque? Like, you know, no. I don't feel like she's entitled. That's the word that I don't agree on. And I'm not mm. sure why. I just think that's what her world was. That's well, what happened to her. Podcast listeners. I know. Pick a side. <laughs> Pick a fucking team right now. And I, it's funny because I was never a huge... <laughs> I, I almost wanted to go and buy that record afterwards. Isn't that weird? Because I kind of like some of those it's, songs. There's so many good songs on it. Uh, and you really go, God, I wish... Her voice, her old voice, I'd love to hear what her old voice would have done on this song. Especially I Look to You. Um, And I Didn't Know My Own Strength. It's It's such a great song. And And I love Oprah's moment. Did you see Oprah when she was, I didn't know my own strength. Yeah, that was so embarrassing. (laughs) Well, it's good that she gives you one thing. Oprah holding her hand and and saying, oh, I know what that's like. And 
I mean, I'm glad Oprah's back. I miss her when she's gone during yeah. the summer. You know, she was on a cruise. I don't know if you she went heard about zipping that. around the, the Mediterranean. Somewhere. Yeah, but anyway, so that was the Whitney Oprah thing. What else do we got? Oh, I have to uh, talk about something. I've got some notes for about share. So hold on one second. They're in my notebook. What do you mean notes about share? Share um, something that you wanted to talk about, or yeah, something that you know. The actor singer. Share this personality. Share the personality. Share. share the celebrity. The one and only share. share. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I go to this screening the other night of a double feature of Nickelodeon and Mask, both directed by Peter Bogdanovich, at okay. the Egyptian. And my favorite thing about living in L.A., apart from my lovely friends, is when they have screenings, like kind of random historical screenings, and these pe- people show up. We saw Xanadu a few weeks ago, Dennis. Yeah, I know. That was fantastic. Yeah. And I That's saw, not happening. And sometimes it... some, Olivia will show or something like right. that. I saw Saturday Night Fever a couple years ago. With everyone there, Travolta, not Karen Lingorny, Pascal, all of them. I love that you say not Karen Lingorny like that. It was show. disappointing that she wasn't there. It was. Thank God she wasn't there. It was disappointing because everyone heard jibba jabba. I don't want to hear that shit from all Karen the faces Lynn. were there. It was unbelievable. So anyway, Peter Bogdanovich was there, Nickelodeon a mask, and he's very outspoken. And he, in between, was talking about how he didn't get along with Cher. They didn't get along on mask, and um, he. I took some notes. Um, he said that she, he thought she was very good in close-up. He, he shot a lot of close-ups because her eyes have this quality that looks like she feels the sadness of the world, but it's really just her own self-pity. That was his quote. Um, so what's your point, Peter? Yeah, exactly. Six of one, half dozen of yeah. the other. You got your shot. All right? right. Did you make your day? Yeah. All right, then. And he didn't um, – he thought that she was shitty to Sonny. Um, yeah, probably. Until, until before – until after he died, and then he, she turned into – you know, she hated Sonny. Right. But like he saw her sort of treat him badly. Or of course. I think they ran into it. Yeah. And then and then after, you know, she, he was the devil himself until yeah. he hit that tree. And then suddenly <laughs> her story changed. Uh, there was a story. Reader's Digest story <laughs> about the most fascinating character. And then. Um, uh, yeah, that's that. And then. Um, so he's telling these anecdotes and you have a post it handy. Oh, yeah. I do, because I made my little notebook. Um, he described her as an opportunist, but then by the end... You think? Yeah. Share? Yeah. By the end, um, they were like two weeks out, and she goes, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to start liking each other. Um, no chance of that. I don't think we're going to be that careful, Share. Um, uh, John Cryer passed on the Eric Stoltz part in Mask. Huh. Interesting. Rob Lowe gave a good audition. I don't know uh, why he didn't get the part. Um, of the Eric Stoltz role? Yeah, I know, interesting. Well, it seems like you don't want someone who's that pretty. Right. You know. I was impressed with how that makeup still, I thought it looked good the other night. I thought I would look at it and go, oh, that was yeah. the 80s. It looked good. Um, oh, you mean The Sun? Yeah. I thought you meant Cher. Oh, no, I'm no, no. sorry. I um, thought you meant, because I'm sure she has like blue and pink eyeshadow on. And yeah. Doesn't she have crazy 80s? Well, it's super. They, it's, She's got it's, that giant hair. The emotional components of the story work great, but there's all this Hells Angels stuff that's a little bit like over the top in retrospect. Um, somebody asked uh, Peter Bogdanovich the difference between working with Streisand on What's Up Doc and Cher. Oh, my God. And he said Frank Streisand was great. Love Streisand. Got along with her really? great, worked hard, was great. But he said she didn't get the script. She didn't get why it was funny. So when you listen to the DVD that they did like a few years ago where she's doing commentary, she's like, oh, this is funny. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> like she didn't even know what the movie was. She'd never seen it. Didn't get why it was It wasn't her kind of humor. 
Isn't that fun? Oh, uh, this is funny. Can you imagine what her kind of humor must yeah, be? I know. I, I I like puns. Yeah. So um, <laughs> she thought it was funny later, but she didn't find it then. So I think that's my best stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I love Cher. Yeah. And but I him her being an opportunist. I mean, was she the first one named celebrity? I don't know. Liberace. Mm, okay, but Cher was maybe before. No, I don't know. Um, Twiggy, people like that. Yeah, but I mean, so you kind of go. I mean, she kind of invented a lot of. Yeah. You know, certainly pop. It's let's talk about the um, MTV video. Music yeah, Awards. we got to get to that because, first of all, it's just the MTV Awards. It's not about the awards, and I can't believe how many people. At work, the overwhelming thing was, well, Kanye was kind of right. I mean, that Beyonce video is an amazing video. And how can she win best video of the year but not win best female video? That doesn't even make sense. Like, everyone at work is bogged down with some flaw in the voting system. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's the MTV Awards. No one, You don't care who wins right. the actual Moon Men. It's about the performances and the shenanigans. Yeah. And this year... It pains me to say they totally delivered on both counts. Yeah. The performances were fantastic. Lady Gaga, I felt like, was yeah. reminiscent of an early Madonna, Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, huge production number. And yeah, maybe I didn't really understand it. Yeah, no, but she's super performance already, and she's passionate. And, and she God, wants she's to got be a really there, good voice. And she sounds I, good, and her songs are really great. And I have a real special affinity for... The person with like some flaw that with anyone else would be the thing that held them back that then figures out the way to make it work for them. Like I love JLo. Right. Because she was just that backup dancer with the big ass right. that everyone treated like shit. And somehow she tricked the whole fucking planet into deciding that her ass was awesome. Yeah. And wasn't some terrible big fat ass, but right. rather this great special ass. Right. And she pulled it's it a off. magical ass. I know. And I love yeah. her for that. And I think I think that's great. And here's Lady Gaga, this really homely Jewish girl from New York, yeah. but with this hot body and this great amount of talent, who kind of was like, you know, if they couldn't see my face, people would fucking love me. Yeah. And she figured out, you know what I'll do is I'll just put some shit on my face. <laughs> And I'm going to have this really awesome yeah, album. Yeah, I can't wait for the Biore strips. Bodies hanging out yeah. all the time, but yet I'm always going to have some fucking piece of lace over my yeah. face or a fucking ninja mask yeah. or a Phantom of the Opera mask or yeah. just a She's bucket ready of blood. To rob, she's ready to rob a bank at any time. But she can or do rape it. You no, but garage. she can rob a bank without any anything on. Yeah. Because no one could pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> no one knows what she looks like. Yeah. At all. And I love that her album really went from sort of the gay, clubby, you know, Perez thing to the mainstream, you know, yeah. huge hit after hit after hit, you know, uh, like a year and a half later, two years later. And I also just love that moment where she's standing there covered in that red stretch lace tube with the spiky hat on top. Yeah. Her whole face is covered with the yeah. lace. And she's like, I'd like to thank MTV for this yeah. award. And then she turns to Eminem and goes, will you hold this for a second? Yeah. And makes him hold... Her best new right. artist statue, because he was best new artist a few years ago. Right. While she takes this lace off and sticks her face out, like, and you know that the last person in the world that Eminem wants to spend time with is fucking Lady Gaga, who then thanks God and the gays. Right. 
Well, first of all, these, that award show in particular is all about people posturing in their bravado. And so the idea that she would ask Eminem to do something gentlemanly. Subservient. Is yeah. like, I thought someone's head was going to explode. and that Because that's not what the, happens in that auditorium at all. Yeah. No, and I, I saw, I was in a, in a bar and I saw the um, Kanye West moment. And it made me so upset at the time. Yeah, it really, I, it's It made me watch. so upset. I was like, oh no, the healthcare debate and now this and the <laughs> like it just seemed like one more thing. It was upsetting. Yeah. First you're a liar. Yeah. And now this. And yeah. now this. And it just seemed like uh crazy. I think that Pink really had a really interesting perspective on it the next morning. She said, you know, the world wouldn't have cared if it were me that had won and who he interrupted. Right. But I this wasn't some tough rocker chick. It was a little 19-year-old white country singer girl that this black yeah. man in his 30s interrupted. And right. that really touches a nerve with people. Right. Like, if it had been Ciara or, you know, Rihanna yeah. that had been interrupted by him, it wouldn't have even been news. No. And isn't Taylor Swift like 17? I think she's underage. Well, I don't know because I mean, Access Hollywood keeps saying 19. Oh, okay. But yet everywhere else keeps saying 17. 17. And I Well, and also she's an outsider in that rock and roll world. Like it's amazing that they even that she's done so well in that well, in that venue at all. I don't think of her really as a country artist. Right. But it's so funny how the mainstream press when I'm watching yeah. all my shows for work, ev- everyone is like, "I'd never heard of this girl before because I'm not a country fan." But she's had she's had like the biggest think, selling record the I last know, two years. But it's really, really amazing how yeah. people don't know her and how ultimately this is such a great thing for her because totally. all of these people that had never heard from of her before are yeah. like, I kinda like her. Yeah. The fact that she was able to do that performance yeah. not five minutes afterwards. Yeah. And do you know why she didn't continue? Why she left the stage? When he gave the mic back, it looked like she was compute. talking, and they wrapped it up. What I heard, it, looks, what it didn't I look found, like it was her call. What she said in an interview that I saw today was, she thought when the audience was booing, that they were agreeing with Kanye and they were booing her for winning. Oh my god! How horrible. I know that is so Carrie at the prom. Yeah, like it's bad enough that this asshole jumps yeah. up and fucking interrupts you, but then to feel like the whole room agrees with right. them and is speaking for the nation. That really broke my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, what I've noticed within this debate and also other people that I'm talking to about Emmy stuff or people that know somebody that's nominated, people care about those awards a fucking ton and who wins and who doesn't. And if you're nominated, you fucking care. Like, I always thought it would be like, oh, this is great. This is fun gravy. It'll be fun to experience this. Or Wait a minute. You don't think if you were nominated for a GLAAD award or a, you know, a, an Emmy for an episode of TV show – you want, that you wouldn't be like, oh, God, I really want this. I mean, it is. It's a lifetime of all of us when we were little of dreamed course, about but... winning. Of course, I wanted a People's Choice Award, and I think those that shit may have sailed. That shit may have sailed. But like... I'm never going to get my Cable Ace Award that I dreamed of. But, but that but that idea that, oh, they're just award shows in the end or whatever. They are not that important. No, they're in life and death. Yeah. And we'll think I'll think about them every fucking second until it's over. And I can't believe Beyonce didn't win that. And I can't. And that like people will lose sleep over it. Yeah, I don't think that a, an MTV award literally really translates into right. sales the way a Grammy right. or an Oscar does. But for those single minded narcissists. 
Yeah, they it, wouldn't it's care not that, if they were not the even best thinking Western. about. They're not even thinking about publicity or no, sales or it'll help the movie. I just want everything. This I means want I'm the prettiest. Right. This means I'm the best. I want like, my name They think on it the means something right. about who they are. Yes. Well, and they want to be. They want the other people in the category not to have it. Yeah, that's what's kind of. It's, blows I want my mind. it for me, and I also want no one else to have it. Yeah, the, I'm the only person of, this year that has yeah, this. Crazy. Uh, I thought Beyonce was a class act at the end, and she I don't know how so much great. it was what was organized or prompted, but well, I love Taylor, her. They told Taylor Swift her. that they needed her to to wait in the wings. Yeah, but they didn't tell her why. Right. Um, and she thought that um, they were going to bring her out and make. Kanye apologized to her yeah. and she was really like, Oh God, please don't let them do this. Right. But she thought this is live television and they're going to say, you know, they're going to have Russell brand. Yeah. By all accounts, kind of a dick, try to broker some apology and it's going to be clumsy. And so that's what she was afraid of. Wow. Well, I love Beyonce when they do it. And when the other thing that amazed me about Beyonce is that she can literally do a dance where her vajayjay's in your face mm-hmm. for like 45 seconds. And you're still like, what a classy She's girl. She's a proper lady. <laughs> Such so well mannered. Cuz it's not it's Sasha Fierce. Yeah. You know, I And I you know, I know a lot about hair and clip-ins and so on. Yeah, and that's that. part you might I don't know how that stays on. That's I don't good. know. She's a miracle worker. It really she, yeah. I, she impresses me just on that alone. And I loved Pink's crazy acrobatics singing. I loved it. I really feel like in any other year that would have got talked about a lot yeah. more. But also what I found out is on the tour, you know, she does that number every yeah. night in the tour. I want to go to that kind of. And it's over the audience. Wow. When she does it. Like the rigging goes out over the audience. Whereas there it was over the stage and I think it lost kind of some of its effect. But that that God, that weird Harlequin costume was so yeah, bad. It was kind of, it was a little like. Didn't make a lot of sense. And stars. I, where she could have been yeah. in like that Britney toxic the flesh-colored bodysuit with the sparkles on it. Yeah. That's what I would have, like, put her in. Something Well, more. but then what's-her-face, um, Heidi, Spencer and Heidi kind of ruined that look. No, no, I don't mean the two-piece. Remember in the Toxic video when it looks oh, like she's naked? Oh, yeah, totally naked with the she's sitting there gyrating and she's yeah, just... Yeah, I got Yeah, it. like she rolled in, in glue and, right. and rhinestones. Um, I don't like the idea of Ellen as a judge on Idol. Well... I'm not behind it. I, something feels wrong about it. Yeah, look, I mean, just like Paula Abdul, she can't sing a lick. And uh, I do think that her, if you think about it, she did do all the um, whale singing in Finding Nemo. That's true. And that's not that far removed from Opposites Attract. That's true. It's like one step removed from Opposites Attract. But part of the fun of Idol was wondering if Paula was going to be lucid or what she how she was going to be and if she said something that made sense that was like oh my god oh no i totally agree paula i mean look i zoom over the judges anyway and just listen to simon yeah but what what paula had that was special was her incoherence i mean as I've said to you before, there are already enough people on <laughs> That's TV. That's her competitive edge. There are there are already enough people on TV that speak in complete <laughs> sentences. So, you know, but i don't want there to be four judges period. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm know you. it's, and I feel like Ellen. I don't feel she's like so the, complimentary, and the her. I don't feel like her persona is her real personality, and <laughs> so I want her to. And I think a judge should at least sort of be who they are. That's an interesting perspective, because I do believe that Paula is that twenty four seven. Oh yeah, 
It's not like this is uh, no any kind of an act. No, but I feel like the real Ellen isn't isn't the Ellen from the show or whatever. Well, not that yeah. that you know, which is fine. I just don't know for a judge. I just maybe no. Be by most accounts, Ellen is a little sharky. Yeah, and a little colder right. than her normal middle america viewer might right guess and she was awful on so you think you can dance as a judge she really was that when she had made that hacky joke about Lots of hacky jokes are you a carpenter because you just, just nailed, nailed it. it it was like wow yeah you were you were funny for 20 years and then tonight you just decided no i'll wear eye makeup yeah. instead yeah and that doesn't help those dancers <laughs> get their legs up they so, nailed it so what else have we got i don't know um how oh, the follow up of the um, the follow up with the the uh, ex that I made out with nothing that fizzled. So since that podcast, yes, um, a few email exchanges. We were maybe going to go to lunch or something, but uh, he he's dropped that ball. Uh huh. So um, and on a ten scale, how surprising is that? Not that that so. You know what? It, I'll, I'll no. It is surprising in yeah. a way because. He was, although he was very come here, go away throughout the whole relationship, he wasn't like a flaky, oh, I'm not going to call you back, or I, I'll, he would right. return emails, phone calls, and stuff like that. He was con- he was conscientious that way. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm a little surprised that the ball, uh, for whatever we were going to do together, lunch or whatever, uh, dropped in his court. The so, balls. The balls dropped in his the court. The balls, your balls are in his court. Right. So. Well, There right. you go. Yeah. You live, you learn. You live. I think I think Alana said it best. Yeah, she kind of yodeled it more than yeah. she said it, but you know, that's I fine. was listening to a. I've been listening to mixtapes that I made in the nineties. Cassette tapes yeah, in my car. And Wait, your car has a cassette it player does. in it. I got the early generation Prius that still has cassettes, so I'm listening to. It mixed seems tapes. like that really would affect your carbon footprint. Um, having bad taste. No, Wouldn't it's it? great. All right. It's great because I, I like to listen to talk radio too, but I'm so sick of the healthcare stuff and all this craziness. So sometimes you just want to listen to a mixtape that you yeah. made in 1998 Phillips. called Tickled Pink. And it was like, and I'd type it up. It's way because Pink was in no, on because it? Or? Pink, I had a postcard from the Pink Panther. I used to take, when they'd give away free postcards, like as advertising in coffee shops, yeah. I would take ones that I liked and then I would use them as a mixtape cover and then name the mixtape after that. So crafty, Dennis. So I've been listening to these songs and remembering like, oh, I remember when this came out and and then, but then, then Alanis comes and I'm like, ugh, she's doing one of those list songs again. <laughs> you know, like, I like a bunch I of her songs, good, but, but yeah, that there's some that are... Be, that I would be... Oof, that's tough going. She goes, thank you, thank you, India, thank you. Like, she'll, she yeah. gets on a... She makes a list, and I But like I a, love that... Um, uh, something... Is it Eight Ways... Eight Easy Steps? Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, there's something to That's tunes. like a big rockin'... Yeah. You know... Yeah, all right. You so know, we need to we wrap, need to wrap, this wrap up. it up. This has been a long podcast. I hope that people are enjoying the podcast. You can always email us at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. We would certainly love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about Whitney. I know. Uh, the VMAs will be old news, so yeah. don't bother. Uh, but, you know, anything else that's going on? Dennis's, yes. uh, Dennis's love life oh, no, uh, or not mine. Even, not even. I know. What's yeah. up with that? We can... You know, I'm. It, there's. I. I don't know what's up. All right. You know, I. Right. I did. I'm done with the Match.com. Yeah. I did Match.coffees really hardcore for three months. How many Match.coffees would you say you had? 
I think I met about 50 guys. Wow. In three months. That's cool. For a coffee. And of the 50 that I met, I probably went on an actual date with four or five. Maybe No, maybe more like seven or eight. And then of that, went on like a second date with three or something. And now there's... There's two guys that I've been seeing, although one I see much more than the other. And, um, you know, I just, I feel it's only been like a month. Mm-hmm. And work has just been really, really hard lately. And I never thought I would be one of those people that's like, wow, work is really taking up all my energy. And I just don't feel like I have a whole lot to give right, right. now. But the truth is I'm so depressed about uh my career situation and finances and my job is suddenly taking up many, many more hours a week than it used to. And we're not getting compensated for it. It's just now you have to be here twice as much. And it's like, I have, I just have so little time in my life that I, I feel like I'm not really giving it as much energy as I should. Right. But I also feel like that might be a good thing because in my history, I've always given romance stuff so much focus and right. so much energy that maybe I allowed little things to be a bigger deal than they needed to be. Right. Like maybe it's better to have spent three or six months dating someone and then look back and go, you know what? There's something really special here instead of deciding that after three dates. Right. And going, there's something really special here, so I'm just going to continue to insist right. like that this person is the rest of my life. Instead of taking little yeah. doses and getting – yeah, I can see that. You know, I and I also helping. still have all of this unresolved, obviously, stuff for my ex. Right. Um, who I, I guess has moved to London. Have you looked? No. Well, you need to look on Facebook. I mean, I know you're the, he, still connected on Facebook. Yeah, with Eric. He moved and to see, London? His, when I, the last time that we spoke, which was months ago – he his job was going to send him to London for six months starting in September. Wow. And he wasn't sure if he was going to take it. And I was like, well, you know, that's a great opportunity. You should. But I'm pretty sure that he's gone wow. for at least six months. And I think I hit him on Facebook. You did what? Hit him. There's a thing where you can, don't have to look at. They, they oh. don't. You don't yeah, you should updates. go on and say, I would assume if he's like, you know, pip pip. London yeah. sure is rainy right. or whatever. It would yeah. be an update. But um. Because it is, I would kind of like to know because it is interesting. There are certain times when I'm like in it, maybe near his house, right? Maybe getting yogurt, right? Which is right across the street, the yogurt land that we love oh, so much. I you know, that's right across it. the street from his house. It's the best thing about 2009. And it's, I do sometimes if I'm in there, I try to get in and out because I wonder what if I fucking walk into yogurt land and he's there, right? And then one of the things that I love the most, and one of the things that brought me the most pain. Are suddenly Intertwined standing forever. on the same tile. Yeah, Jesus. Could you, I don't want that. Could you? You could go to another yogurt land, just <laughs> not that one. Because if he ruined the whole franchise for you, I'd have to kick his ass. It would be well, you know, he deserves yeah. an ass kicking. But right. uh, so anyway, yeah. So right. you know, that's sort of where I'm at. I've decided that I have to. I don't dream big anymore, and I think that's a problem. Well, you know what I say: dream big, get disappointed big. I know, but I so, feel like uh, <laughs> I have a I have this big pitch meeting on Thursday for something that's kind of fun that could happen, and I'm and this is my expectations. If I don't get hit in the face with a shovel, it'll be a good meeting. That would be a good meeting. <laughs> like that's where my low. Well, <laughs> anything above shovel hitting, yeah. is a victory for Hensley. 
I mean, the argument could be made that that's setting the bar just a tad low. However, that argument would not be made by yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. I this next, is next I, comedy couch. Let's make dream boards. I have a new. We're not going to do that. We're never going to make fucking dream boards. But I will. I do worry that the you know all the menus, all the places have to have the calorie content of food oh, now. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And I feel like they're just lying. There are some things like I have a breakfast jack every morning yeah. on the way to work. I get an extra large iced tea and a breakfast jack. It's three forty nine, and. They know me, and I put two Splenda in it, and yeah. they give me the two Splenda now. They know me, you know, it's the same cool girl, you same place every morning as I go into work. Because I go to the gym before work, and then I get this, you know, um, after the gym. Right. And it's like 280 calories and like 12 grams of protein. And it's actually a breakfast jack is like pretty much the most healthy thing you could get. What is that on that? Eggs? It's uh, an egg and a thin slice of ham and a piece of cheese on a bun. Okay. And... um they're good with ketchup, but that's a lot of calories and sugar, and I don't get it with ketchup. Yeah. But whatever. But I'm just like – I'm kind of going, what if it's really 600 calories? And they just put like right. 280 on the website when I went to check. And, I, and like in my mind, I feel like I'm keeping track. But like right. – Well, you know, in New York, when we'd go to Chevy's, there would be calories on the menu. Whew. That was heavy duty. They're not lie-telling there? No, they're not. Although the fajitas – well, of course. Are, are not bad. Like, even better than most of the salads. Well, yeah, so. because they're not fried or in a big fried shell yeah. or covered in a mayonnaise. There are things that seem dressing. like they shouldn't be as fattening as they are. Like why ketchup, are... for example. That's, that seems Ketchup's like Ketchup's really it, fattening. It should be... But why are you people always so surprised that Caesar salads are, like, the worst thing on the menu? Because they're salady. But they're... <laughs> they're a salad there's, there's the word covered salad. in mayonnaise. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which brings us back to more to love. That's true. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Yes. Check out our sponsors and um, tune in next time for The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. Goodbye, everybody.